Hey, 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 everybody. Today I have for you podcast number 33. Today's podcast is titled Reaping and Sowing. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. I am Dr. Pete Lombardi, and this is the Limitless Life Network podcast, where we flesh out all of your limitations that are preventing you from reaching your goals and living the life that you deserve. And this is going to be a fantastic podcast today. I can tell you already because I'm pretty excited about it. Um, but I want to first take a moment and thank each and every one of uh, our listeners out there. Uh, still getting some really great feedback. I love hearing uh, the comments that you guys uh, tell me personally, message me. Uh, it's just, <laughs> they're really inspiring. But, uh, you know, it, it's all about trying to make a positive impact and being a positive influence and trying to, you know, help everybody to live a better life, a more meaningful life. And, um, and so you can help us do that by obviously sharing this content with friends and family. Uh, hit the subscribe button. That helps too. I know in the, the realm of this whole uh, internet world that we live in today. And again, uh, you know, if you really want to, you know, go a step further, you can leave us a positive review. That's uh, super helpful as well in driving the algorithm to get this in front of more people. So anyway, on with the show. I like to... Uh, you know, I had this title I was thinking, what am I going to talk about tonight? And uh, this, uh, you know, I got to talk about uh, reaping and sowing because that's kind of the theme that I walked away from uh, this past uh, trip. I, I'm just coming back uh, from Bend, Oregon. Our entire family traveled out west to Bend, Oregon for, or it's called Oregon, Oregon. You, you got to pronounce it Oregon. Um, that's what the locals say. Not Oregon, Oregon. So um, my oldest son Nate uh, got married to uh, Samantha, his new wife, who is absolutely lovely. We adore her. Um, couldn't couldn't ask for a better wife uh, for our son. So super 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 excited about their their wedding. Um, but. Along the way, the entire weekend, I had just a lot of great experiences that I can boil down into this title of uh, reaping and sowing or sowing and reaping. We could reverse it because you do sow before you reap. Um, but let me just tell you how it all how it all started. It started with uh, you know a trip out there. We we thought we had really good uh, you know air airfare figured out as far as the flights to get there. And flying from uh, Syracuse, New York, we flew to Denver, uh, Colorado, and then we had another flight from Denver into Redmond, which is the closest airport to uh, to Bend. So that was our plan: was to go uh, leave Syracuse at about 4 p.m. and we're going to arrive in Bend at about 9 p.m. at night. There's a three-hour time difference, so it was all great until we got to Denver and our plate, our flight was delayed and you know, it was like 40 minutes, but that 40 minutes multiplied by 10 and turned out to be four hours. <laughs> so or not four and it would be 400 minutes, but, but anyway, it turned out to be four hours, not by 10. Sorry. Um, 
So that was a little inconvenient because, uh, yeah, we ended up getting in, you know, that's like getting in at 1 a.m. there, which is like 4 a.m. to what we were used to with the time change. And by the time we got, you know, we I, we're up for 24 hours pretty much, um, close to that. Um, so anyway, that being said, you know, we just rallied the next day, got up and just started operating and going out and, you know, doing things and meeting people and uh getting into the, the, the wedding mode. Right. And, um, uh, the Sarah, you know, we got to, you know, see some sites. We got to do a couple activities, did some hiking, checked out the river, checked out some different things, but Bend, Oregon is, is absolutely beautiful. looks like the place was just built like five, 10 years ago. It's, uh, it's an expanding city and, um, it's uh, a lot of recreation. If you like the outdoors, it's an absolutely beautiful part of the country. Uh, beautiful mountains, uh, mountain biking, hiking, um, you know, fishing, hunting, um, you name it, it's going on there, skiing, uh, snowboarding. Like if you drove 20 minutes up the mountain from where we were staying, they had all kinds of snow up there, like humongous snowbanks. It was, uh, it was incredible. So, uh, the wedding uh, was absolutely beautiful. I, I've, you know, had never met um, Sam's parents, Samantha's parents before, uh, other than virtually on on the computer, and uh, they are absolutely wonderful people. It's no doubt that they produce such a an awesome daughter, and um, so really, really excited about extending our family out west. So uh, really. Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, the, they're now family <laughs> to us because of, of the marriage. So really excited. So anyway, five takeaways uh, from this weekend that I will describe to you. So uh, point number one, or takeaway number one, is uh, keep your inconveniences in perspective. So, uh, you know, there's an old saying, uh, don't make a mountain out of a molehill. But this is really sometimes easier to say than to do, or oftentimes you may even catch yourself making a mountain out of a molehill uh, because we can't keep it in perspective. So here is, we flew across the United States. We flew from New York State to the West Coast to Oregon. And, uh, you know, we did it, uh, you know, however many hours it took, but definitely under one day of travel, right? If you thought about that trip, you know, a couple hundred years ago, by a covered wagon, well, it's a little different story. You weren't going to do it in a day. You weren't going to do it in a week. <laughs> and uh, you were gonna, it was going to take you a, the better part of at least a year to probably make it that far. And uh, along the way, you were going to meet many, many more hardships than we met, which was, you know, being laid over in an airport that had basically every kind of restaurant and store that you could think of. <laughs> it looked like a shopping mall, not to mention it had a beautiful view of the Rocky Mountains. So if you've ever been to Denver's airport, there's one section of it where you can look off to the west and just see the, the snow-covered Rockies. And it's uh, like, wow, this is not a bad airport <laughs> to be stuck at. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, that was my, my point with that is that, you know, when we have challenges in our life, uh, oftentimes that's what we like to draw attention to. We like to give it more energy and make it more dramatic I don't know why we do that. If it's because we we just want to be heard or we like to share our stories, but for some reason, our human nature is to 
give more attention and energy to the negative things that happen. And I don't know if we're doing it for sympathy or if we do it just because we want to be noticed or what, but it's a tendency that people have. Like, here's an example. You go to a really good restaurant and you may tell two or three, maybe four people. But if you go to a restaurant and you have like horrible, horrible experience, you tell everybody. And whenever somebody brings up that restaurant, you'll be sure to share that negative experience with them. Versus if, you know, you go to a restaurant and you have like one good meal and it was good, maybe even better than your expectations. You may not tell anybody because you just had a good meal that met your expectations or maybe even exceeded them a little bit. But you're not going to go tell as many people as the time that you have the bad experience. And likewise, if we have a smooth trip, we just say, yeah, the trip was good. You know, but if we have to be delayed for four hours, boy, we are going to go into every detail and we are going to describe what a hardship it was and how tired we were. And, and you know, so we start to give it more legs than it deserves. Um, why do we do that? I, I'm not 100% sure, but I, I know it doesn't really make your life that much better. <laughs> so I would avoid that trap and try to just recognize if you're ever doing that. Instead, focus on giving more energy to the things that you're going to see more of in your life. Okay? So that's uh, first takeaway. Um, the second takeaway uh, is a really cool one because it has to do with an, an element of our health. And um, and here's the takeaway. The faster you can acclimate, the faster you can enjoy. Uh, my wife and I did this uh, years ago when we went to Italy. We flew um, uh, from Toronto, New York, to of Toronto, Toronto, Canada, to uh, Rome, Italy. And uh, after that flight, with the time change and everything, uh, to us, it was really, really time to go to bed, and we were exhausted. But it was it was morning in Rome when we got there, so we didn't go to bed. Instead, we just got up and we did the entire day. We just did the entire day um, and acclimated as quickly as possible. We viewed everything that we could possibly see in in the daylight hours of Rome, at Rome, and uh, and we got the most out of our time there. But by the next day, after sleeping really good that evening when it got dark, we felt really like close to being on par with the time change. So the sooner that we can get ourselves into that rhythm, the sooner you can start to enjoy life. And this is actually uh, called, um, it's, it's, it's a function of our health or a hallmark of health. In other words, the sooner someone can adapt, the faster that we can adapt and acclimate to something... It's actually a sign that you are actually healthier when you can do that. When people struggle to adapt or can't adapt at all, that's when they begin to get sick or even perish altogether. Um, the quicker you can adapt to a cold climate, the quicker you can adapt to a cold or a warm climate, um, the faster that you can, your body can turn over and 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 do the appropriate responses. Uh, the healthier it's a sign that you're actually a healthier individual. When you struggle with those adaptations, it's a sign that you're a bit weaker. So, um, yeah, that was a that was a takeaway that we you know we really had adapted well, and uh, now you know we got back you know yesterday and you know worked a full day in the office, and I feel really good today. So, we're good to go. We're adapted back. We've acclimated back to the, the you know the time that we left. All right, so that's uh, you know takeaway number two. Takeaway number three, 
you know, this is an, uh, goes back to an old saying as well. Uh, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. <laughs> and so not having ever, um, not having ever met Samantha's parents, I didn't know what to expect. You know, we just spoke with them, you know, through like a uh, Zoom call. So we saw them virtually, but we had never actually spoke with them uh, physically and uh, and spent any time with them. And you, as you know, that speaking to somebody virtually is nothing like speaking to somebody face-to-face and, you know, sharing a meal with them, breaking bread with them, seeing how they interact and, and you know, the whole communication thing. And, you know, I got to say, it's not a surprise that Samantha is as lovely as she is because her parents are just, you know, awesome people, but not just her parents, but her brother, her grandfather, her her grandmother. I mean, all of her relatives were the, were the like. They were wonderful people. Her aunt, I, you know, I spoke with her. I mean, so all of these other people in her life have poured into her, and she is a reflection of all of them. And um, it was it was great to see. It was just, uh, you know, and, and so now we start to think, you know, like what? How does that influence me, right? So you are, and I am. We are all a a product of the uh, people that raised us, the people that were surrounded us, the people that contributed and poured into our lives. So. Um, and that's why some people really can struggle in life too, is because, you know, maybe they didn't have a lot of positive things poured into them. Maybe they had a lot of uh, really um, challenging things that were poured into them, and things that they had to really try to overcome. Which is, which is not always bad either. I mean, here's another topic for discussion too: is is that stress and difficulty is oftentimes the thing that makes you better. It's what what causes you to grow and to become a better version of yourself, having overcome something. And, and without stress, then oftentimes we don't get the opportunity to flourish and expand and grow. There's a, there's a concept called hormesis, which is that a certain amount of, of stress will actually promote more growth. And uh, I mean, the example would be lifting weights. If you put your, your muscles under enough load, the hormetic response is to hypertrophy or to strengthen uh, the muscle tissue, and so if you without that stress, you don't ever grow. But at the same time, if you pour in, if you put in good ingredients into something, well, the the outcome is going to be that much better. So that gets into the whole topic of uh, sowing, you know, putting in quality ingredients and reaping a quality product on the other end. And that's kind of how I, I view my son's new wife is that she is just a, a quality individual as a human being um, because of the quality ingredients or the people that have poured into her life. So super, super grateful for that. So, um, And then uh, that brings me to um, uh, number four, which is the environment uh, impacts the outcome. So kind of dovetailing off of uh, point number three, the environment, and I'm speaking really now more to what I noticed in uh, Bend, Oregon. I saw <laughs> very, very few people that were not in really good health. Uh, it seemed like every adult that I saw was, if not at an ideal body weight, they were very close to an ideal body weight. 
And they were all very vibrant looking, uh, very active and agile looking, um, because the environment there kind of kind of dictates that. In order to live at four thousand feet altitude, um, to have uh, to be there, you know, it's a, a wealthier community. So if you're if you're going to live there, you've got to have at least some level of uh, income to be there. Uh, not that you have to be rich, but you definitely you know the cost of living is higher there. Um, and, and you're going to choose that area probably out of choice because most of these people have moved to there. There aren't a lot of uh, people that were originally from Bend, Oregon. So they're there because they like the activities. They like the skiing. They like the mountain biking, the golfing, the, uh, you know, the whitewater, you know, sports and uh, fishing and uh, cycling and you name it. All the activities out there kind of preclude being in better physical condition. So our environment can dictate the outcome. So, uh, for instance, in in big cities without a lot to do, maybe you're going to see an increase in uh, sedentary lives um, and without the activity levels or the time. Like a lot of these people have extra, have more time and they're more dedicated to their fitness and they put more emphasis on it. So they choose to live in an area where they can do more things uh, that are physical in nature. So if you live in a place where you can't seem to get outside or you don't have a lot of activities to do, then maybe then you're you're gonna, you know, potentially have a lot less health in your life. But also the the uh, quality of food there was really good too. So it was uh environment can impact the outcome. So then you think about that with sowing and reaping. We're coming into the springtime, we're getting ready to plant the garden. And I know that the soil that you plant in, the environment that you're growing in will dictate the outcome of the crop as well. So that's uh, point number four or takeaway four. And takeaway um, number five, I, I got to tell you just a couple of quick stories here. Um, there was a, uh, a a woman that was working at the wedding at the bar, and I was getting a, a couple of beverages for some people. And when I went up there, she asked me if I was the father of the of the groom. And I said, yes, I was. And she said, you know, I've been to a lot of weddings and I got to tell you that I've never seen your children, children like your children. I've never seen children like your children that enjoy each other so much. And they just seem to really love each other. And, um, and I was like, wow, that was, are you bucking for a big tip here? <laughs> or and she said, "No, I'm 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 earnestly I earnestly I just I was hoping I get the opportunity to tell you that because it it I just it really stuck stuck out to me." So that was that was story number one. Story number two, we went to church on Easter Sunday with um, with a couple that invited us, who actually um, married our um, our son to his to his wife. And uh, we went to their church and sat in the second row. They sat in the front row, so they didn't give us the best seats. Just saying, no, <laughs> they're really good seats. Um, but after the service was over, off to the left, this woman walked straight up to me. I didn't know who she was, never met her before in my life. And she said to me, I I've got to um, congratulate you as a parent. And I'm like, oh, well, why is that? And she said, I've never seen two young men uh, young teenage, you know, looking or young men, she said, uh, worship with such conviction and such passion and such reverence uh, for for the Lord. 
And she said, you, have, you and your wife, let, let your wife know too that you too have done a, a terrific job as parents. Um, so, you know, I'm not telling you any of these stories to brag a little bit, I am, but it, it was really, point number five is confirmation and acknowledgement is a delicious fruit. And when it comes to reaping and sowing, what she, what both of these women saw they saw all of the effort that my wife and I have poured into raising our kids. And, um, you know, it's, it's an, they saw the effect. They saw, they saw the fruit. They realized that fruit was good. And, um, you know, they, they admired it, right? And if you've ever seen a delicious looking, like a piece of fruit that looks really delicious, um, you admire it. And, um, and, and it makes you want to, know more about it. And the only way to do that is to pick it up and to sample it. And the way these people did that was that they they saw them in action, but they also, you know, made the effort of reaching out and acknowledging us. And and I got to tell you, it was, we all appreciate acknowledgement. It's something I think we all crave inside. And um, it's confirmation of of years and years of work and effort and dedication and love uh, to raising a family. So, um, you know, for all your parents out there and grandparents, you know, you know, sometimes it feels like you're working your butt off and, and it's, um, it's not amounting to much. And sometimes you don't even know if there ever is going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. But, uh, I, I want to say to you all, you know, stand firm, hang in there. Uh, it's, it's going to be great if, as long as you continue to, to keep pouring into your family and, and, uh, in the end, you you know down the road you're gonna you're gonna reap the reward so uh, reaping and sowing that was today's podcast so that's all we have for this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast uh, tune in each and every week to stay connected be inspired and keep moving toward your best life by stripping away your limitations we'll see you next week thanks. Mm-hmm.